and welcome to another episode of the Stacy Shiflet Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time today to tune in, and we hope that this episode will be an encouragement and a blessing to you. As we near the end of 2020, our minds are filled with questions and and uh, wondering what this coming year is going to be like. Uh, I wish I could sit here today and tell you that things will be better and things will be different, but we have no idea what the future holds. As the song says, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. And I'm grateful uh, for the opportunity to be able to serve the Lord in these wild and crazy days. I mean, it's unprecedented times. Our church in 2020 uh, had the theme uh, focus, as I'm sure many churches going into the 2020 year had some kind of a theme pertaining to a vision or sight or whatever, uh, but I really felt like God wanted us to spend the year uh, focusing on those things that were most important and focusing on the Lord, and uh, we had no idea going into this year what it would uh, involve, and we had no idea about the pandemic and just the craziness that we have experienced in the last 12 months, but God knew it, and God's brought us uh, safely thus far through many dangers, toils, and snares. And uh, I'm uh, grateful for the opportunity in 2020 to be able to have uh, finally launched uh, this podcast, something I've been wanting to do for a while. As I've said before, I hesitated to start uh, this podcast because I didn't want to uh, recruit a staff member or someone else to help me with all the technical aspects of it. And uh, I guess if you're young and into those kind of things, it's probably not that big of a deal. But as they say, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And I turned 48 uh, this past October. And for me to learn how to do this and operate the cameras and all the equipment and and uh, get this thing out on the podcast platforms, it's been a bit of a challenge. I have enjoyed it, uh, but it's been a little bit more involved than I originally thought it would be. And it's been my hope and prayer that over time, it'll become more and more professional and uh, more appealing, at least from a, a uh, video and audio perspective. Uh, I'm confident that as God lays different things on our hearts to share with you through the podcast, that it'll be a blessing. And of course, uh, you may be listening to this on Spotify or uh, Apple or whatever. There are a host of platforms that this podcast is available on. It's also on our Facebook page in a video format, as well as on YouTube in a video format. So if you've never watched the podcast, you're welcome to uh, check us out on those platforms and uh, get the uh, different experience. But regardless of how you're listening or watching this episode today, we want you to know we appreciate you and uh, we appreciate those that take the time to listen. You've been a blessing and encouragement to us. Many of you have been so kind to send an email or a text or reach out to us on a messenger or in some way, let us know that the podcast was an encouragement and was a blessing to you. That means a lot that you take the time to do that. We thank you for it. We always welcome your feedback and welcome uh, your thoughts and comments and suggestions for different topics. I've actually got a long list of uh, topics that you have suggested, and we'll see if we can get to those over time. The thought that was on my heart today as we close out this year and enter into this new year was something that I preached about yesterday 
at our church here, Calvary Baptist Church in Dundalk. And uh, I'm not going to recap all of that. That message is available on our church's YouTube channel and on our Facebook page. But I would like to just go back to Acts chapter number 11. There was a thought that just kind of stuck in my mind that I would like to talk about a little bit uh, during this podcast. And hopefully it will be an encouragement to you. And that is this. In Acts chapter number 11, in verse number 26, we find Barnabas and Saul have uh, tag-teamed here on the church at Antioch. There was a whole bunch of new converts, an influx of new 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 Christians. In fact, the Bible says uh, that uh, was much people was added unto the Lord there at the church at Antioch. And so many people that Barnabas had to go find Saul, had to go down to Tarsus and recruit Saul and bring him to the church at Antioch. And the Bible says that it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And this is really the thought that uh, kind of just settled into my heart over the last couple of days. And that was this. A lot can happen in a year. And a lot can transpire in a year. And a lot can change in a year. But when we read this story, we see this group of new converts being discipled and being grounded and being taught. And as a result of that year, drastic changes. They saw things. They heard things. They experienced things in that year that they had never seen and heard and experienced before. But guess what? At the end of that year, in that year of, of, of radical changes, I mean, you got to understand these people, the Bible tells us they were Grecians, and these people had never heard about the Lord Jesus Christ. Christianity was a foreign concept to them. But the Bible tells us in verse 20 that these men of Cyprus came and preached the Lord Jesus unto these Grecians. And because the hand of the Lord was with them, a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. And then after that, the discipleship process began. And as I sit down and I begin to just rationalize through what that must have looked like. Here you got Paul or Saul at the time named Saul and Barnabas sitting down with these Grecians and teaching them from scratch. I'm talking about from 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 the very basic, most elementary um, aspects and concepts and principles of Christianity. Imagine the transformation that took place in their life. For a whole year, they kept assembling with the church. By the way, I believe in assembling with the church. Amen. They assembled with the church. And the Bible says that for a whole year, they assembled with these new converts and taught them. They taught them the word of God. They taught them the Lord Jesus. And the Bible tells us in verse number 23 that, that Barnabas, with purpose of heart, exhorted them all that they should cleave unto the Lord. And for a solid year, these people were challenged and taught and mentored. And they were brought along on this journey. And as a result of that, after a year of radical, unprecedented things that they saw and heard, guess what? The people on the outside 
looking at them, called them Christians. This was the thought that God really instilled into my heart over the last couple of days. What is the result of the things that you and I have seen and heard and experienced in 2020? I mean, a whole year. We have dealt with things. We've seen things. We've been uh, a part of a, a, a worldwide global pandemic, or at least they're calling it that. Uh, thousands of people have died, and, and people have lost family and friends, and uh, we all have. I have. And we have, we have experienced uh, shutdowns and, and uh, government overreach. We've experienced uh, face masks and social distancing. And, and I mean, stuff that you and I would have only heard about and dreamed about or seen in a, in a science fiction movie. And this year, 2020, we were exposed to things and saw things and heard things we've never seen and heard before. I wonder... Could people looking at us on the outside, I'm talking about the unbelievers, the world, those that are those that are not part of the church, those that are not assembled together in the church, those that have not been a part of our local church, those looking at us, would they call us Christians? Has our relationship with God gotten deeper? Has our relationship with God gotten more intimate? And more, more uh, uh, fitting this description that Barnabas challenged and exhorted them that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Has the world seen that kind of a result in us as a result of this year? I mean, our faith's been tested. Our Christianity's been put to the test in more, more times, more, I mean, I, just going into the grocery store. Just going into places of business and having to contend with face mask mandates and 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 tables roped off and and just the craziness. I mean, I could get into it, and I don't have to. I don't want to get into it. The whole purpose of this podcast today is to be a blessing. I don't want to depress you with all the insanity going on around us. Driving down the road on the way to the church here today, saw a man in his car all by himself. Wind is up. Face mask on, I just shook my head. Bless his heart. The man's being completely controlled by fear. There's no logical or scientific or medical reason for a man riding in a car by himself to have a face mask on. But that's what's been drilled into people's hearts and minds and through the media. And we have experienced just craziness. Not to mention this election that just took place back in November. Here we are. Here we are at the end of 2020. And there's still so much unrest. There's still so much uh, division in this country. And I guess my, my question that, that God has dealt with me about is, can people looking at me call me a Christian? Would I fit the, would I fit the criteria? That word Christian simply means a follower of Christ. They preached unto them the Lord Jesus in verse 20. The Bible says a great number believed and they turned unto the Lord. And then Paul and Barnabas sat down with them in that local church and for a year taught much people and they were called Christians first at Antioch. They didn't call themselves Christians. They didn't label themselves Christians. The world looking at them called them a Christian. And trust me, back in those days, that wasn't a compliment. It wasn't meant to be a compliment. It was meant uh, to be a, 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 that, a name that they attached to someone that they thought was radical, someone that was following uh, uh, some crazy 
uh, historical figure uh, like Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, why would a bunch of Gentiles, why would they follow a Jewish uh, man? And in those days, being a Christian wasn't cool. Today, the world has hijacked the word Christianity and they've slapped it on the front of just about everything. And you go into these Christian bookstores or anything, stuff, a lot of stuff in there is anything but Christian. It's garbage. It's junk. You've got, you got uh, these, just the word has been used and abused and mistreated. But back in those days, calling somebody a Christian wasn't a compliment. And yet these people were called Christians first at Antioch after a year of radical teaching and training and things that they had seen and heard. And I, I guess the thought really that was on my heart today was this. As we close out this year, what a year it's been, a crazy year. Just unbelievable, indescribable. I told the church yesterday, the things that we've seen and experienced this year, if someone had written down last year that that was going to happen this year, they would have put them in a straitjacket and locked them in a padded cell. We would have never in our wildest dreams been able to imagine the things that have happened in this year. And it's been a blessing to me to see many, many of God's people have been, have been Christians through this. They've kept their integrity. They've kept a sweet attitude. They've still been in faithful to the house of God. They're still praying. They're still going after sinners and bringing folks to Christ and bringing people to church and having, having personal devotions and, and being a blessing to people and holding the hands of their pastor, being an asset and a blessing in their local church. There's also been a few people that have fallen through the cracks Falling by the wayside. And the things that they've seen and heard and experienced in 2020 was more than they could handle. And when their faith was tested and their faith was tried, they didn't pass the test. And I hope and pray as we enter into this coming year, at this point, I'm not even going to try to predict. At this point, I'm not even going to try and imagine what this next year holds. I know this. God's still in control. I know this, that Bible's still the word of God. I know this, the Holy Spirit of God is still able to teach us and to comfort us and lead us and guide us into all truth. I know this, that no matter what the future holds in 2021, you and I can still be Christians. I'm not saying we can identify as Christians, and we should. I'm not saying calling ourselves Christians. I'm not saying labeling ourselves as Christians. I'm saying those that don't know God and don't know the Lord Jesus Christ look at us and call us Christians. I've said it several times, and I'm going to keep saying it. I really believe the remnant got a lot smaller in 2020. I believe a lot of people showed their true colors. People we thought was with us or were not with us. People that we thought were a part of our church, they left, never to return, many. Uh, and and, and uh, I'm not discouraged. Uh, God's added to the church. Here at Calvary Baptist Church, we've seen a many new people saved and added to the church, and our church is growing. But my heart aches over those that didn't pass the test. And at the end of this year, instead of being closer to God and cleaving unto the Lord, and having a more intimate walk with Jesus Christ, they've fallen by the wayside, backslid, cold, and indifferent. And I'm just going to be honest with you. If a global pandemic and a disease 
and people dying that you know and love and care about, people getting sick and having to go into quarantine, and businesses being shut down, and schools still haven't reopened here in the state of Maryland. Many churches across this nation still shut down, and the restrictions and all the the government overreach and just the, 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 the craziness that we've, if that doesn't drive you into the arms of God and cause you to crawl up at his feet and, and, and spend time with him and pray and seek his face, then I can't imagine what it would take. I can't imagine what it would take. But the thought that was on my heart that I wanted to share with you today was at the end of that year, after they assembled themselves for a whole year, those on the outside looking at them called them Christians. And I just hope and pray that those looking at us would call us Christians. There's a lot of things that I don't mind being called. I don't mind being called an American. I'm proud to be an American. I'm glad to be a patriot. I'm a conservative. I'm a father. Uh, and in the month of May, Lord willing, if everything goes according to plan, I'll be a granddaddy. And uh, found out it's going to be a boy. Marissa and Nathan are going to have a, a boy, Lord willing, in, in May if everything goes well. And I'll be a granddaddy. I'll be proud, proud of that label. And I'm a husband. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a lot of things. Uh, but you know what's most important is that those that look at us would call us Christians. That they would see Jesus Christ in us and the life that we live and the way we conduct ourselves. And the way that we respond to situations and the way that we deal with people and deal with problems would be that of a Christian. And we don't allow our flesh to rule. And we don't allow our carnal mind and our carnal man to call the shots. We walk in the spirit. And I think it'd be wonderful if the folks in our community at the end of 2020 could see us still being a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ. I think it'd be great if they could see the transformation that a year of tests and trials and tribulations and, and difficulties, it brought about a Christianity that is visible. One of the things in this passage that really spoke to my heart in Acts chapter number 11 and in verse number uh, 23, where the Bible says that uh, Barnabas, when he came and had seen the grace of God, what a statement. The grace of God that was working in them was so powerful and it was so evident that Barnabas could see it. Imagine that. Imagine that amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a rich like me, doing such a work in my heart and in my life that people looking at me can see the grace of God. What a statement, what a testimony. The Bible says that when he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart, they should cleave unto the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. And I said this, and I said it similar to this yesterday in the message, but I'm going to say a little bit different uh, here today. And that is this. If you cleave unto the Lord, it's going to be because you do it on purpose. There's not a single person still walking with God at the end of 2020 by accident. We've had to pray. We've had to seek the face of God. We've had to lean not into our own understandings, but in all of our ways acknowledge him and ask him to direct our paths. And if you're still cleaving to God at the end of 2020, it's because you did it on purpose. You purposed in your heart. I'm not going to let the calamities and the crisis and the chaos around me pull me away from God. I'm not going to allow 
the insanity in our world, the headlines, the news, the, the, the upheaval that we are dealing with. I'm not going to let that take my eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. And little did we know going into 2020 that our theme of focus would be an absolutely essential and necessary theme that with purpose of heart, we ask God to help us keep our eyes on him. We don't know what 2021 is going to hold. We can't even begin to imagine. But I do know this, that with God's help, and if we'll purpose in our heart to cleave to the Lord, we can still be a Christian, live like a Christian, act like a Christian, walk like a Christian, talk like one, think like one, react like one, dress like one, conduct ourselves as Christians in this new year. I want to thank you for taking time to tune in today. I hope something that we said encouraged and sparked a desire in your heart to walk with God and live for God. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and during this year you got a little sideways. Maybe you got cold and indifferent on God. I pray that you'd come back to him. I pray that you'd start this year out, this new year, and all these New Year's resolutions that everybody makes. Forget that. Just determine in your heart that this year you're going to be a Christian. And you're going to allow God to work in your heart. Find a good Bible preaching church. If you're not in one, get in one. If you don't know where one's at, I can tell you where one is. Right here, Calvary Baptist Church in Dundalk, Maryland. We'd love for you to come through the doors. We'd love to have the opportunity to be a blessing. Our church is not perfect. There's not a one of us in this church that's perfect. 100% of us are imperfect. Absolutely guarantee that. But we've got a group of people here that love the Lord and want to grow in grace and knowledge. We're grateful for the opportunities he's given us. And we're grateful that you listened to the podcast today. If it was a blessing to you, would you share it? Would you take just a minute and share this with your friends and your family? And maybe God could use it to speak to their hearts as well. And until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.